0: Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Consulting Corner Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Varga, joined by my friend and colleague, Martin Peterson. I currently manage the consulting firm, Traveling Esquire Consulting, here in Copenhagen, Denmark, where we help Nordic companies expand throughout the EU and the Americas. I find great joy in helping founders and their companies get over the next hurdle on their path to success. I use my years of experience as a business attorney helping companies from the San Francisco Bay Area and throughout California solve business challenges, solve internal and external disputes, and prepare for strategic growth. It to
1: now help Nordic companies develop internationally. And I'm Martin M.D. with Wayin Consulting. My greatest passion, apart from building my own company, of course, is helping other companies and people succeed with their dreams. Through Wayin Consulting and my partners, I help companies find their way into new markets, offering a one-entry solution to help you save time on going to market. So, Kyle, let's jump into the episode.
0: Hi listeners, welcome back to the Consulting Quarter podcast. As always, Kyle Varga here with my
1: co-host Martin Peterson from Way in Consulting. We're here at uh, NoHo today in sunny Copenhagen, uh, joined by uh, Toby and Paulina, uh, both CBS master's students and uh, today representing a Canadian company looking to make it in the European market. So guys, please uh, please introduce yourselves and uh, what you're working on. Yeah, um, my name is Tobias. Um,
2: my name is Paulina. Thanks for
1: having us. You're yeah, awesome.
2: thanks for having us and for, uh, for letting us join your podcast. Um, as you just said, we are here um, on a project, on a business project that we are uh, doing currently for the CBS, um, for the, comp- for the uh, Copenhagen Business School here in Copenhagen. And um, we have to kind of uh, engage in a project with a company um, that we're representing here, uh, which is a company from Canada um, they're in the apparel industry, um, mainly selling sleeper, underwear, um, and also swimwear for uh, children, uh, women, and men. And they are seeking to grow their business, which currently is the North American market and specific the US and Canada, uh, to Europe. And um, as they're on the weeds of, of entering the market, they asked us whether we can Kind of give them a little bit of consulting work and, and consulting advice as to where to enter, how to enter, um, which kind of entry strategies um, we should have a look at, and what they, in the end, then want to actually execute as their uh, market entry strategy. Right.
1: Okay. Cool. So it sounds sounds very interesting. Um, and you've been working with this company for how long? I've been working with them for now
2: one year, a bit more than a year. Um, last year I was living in Canada and uh, worked for them directly. I've uh, been working on the direct consumer and e-commerce uh, part of their business, um, building um, and integrating the different software tools and um, the different web shops. Um, everything that has to do with direct consumer and um, that's really what I've been involved in. A little bit of licensing as well and um, and that's what we've uh, we, we've really been working on. Um, the company is a licensee of uh, bigger entertainment uh, companies like Disney, uh, Warner Brothers, and, and Universal. Also the NHL and other uh, smaller licensees, uh, license Um So they're really producing a lot of product for, for those companies and also distributing it and marketing it. Okay. And how long have they been doing this the company? How long have they been working on this one? Um 41 years now um, in total. 15 years in the U.S., 41 in Canada. And do they have like an entry time that they'd like to be in the Europe by, or is this it's not just in the works? It's it's really something that they see as a vision of how to grow the company. So they say it's really a necessary point in in being in Europe um, for certain reasons. And um, for example, they obviously want it as a market. They want to see how how their product does in the European market, how it does in the UK or in Germany. which is not yet decided where they want to enter, actually, and how they want to enter, um, but also from a design perspective, as as we've just been talking about prior to the uh, to the podcast, um, they say that from a design perspective, they are about a year behind the European market, and um, that's why they also want to get the designs and some kind of uh, creative uh, perspective from from the European market, inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they haven't sold anything in Europe as of yet. Um, that's not completely true, okay. um, because <laughs> they have they also have their own uh, licenses, uh, their own licenses, but also um, their their own brands. So they have proprietary proprietary brands, um, which they already they have a little uh, Amazon um, shop in the in, in the UK. Uh, it's not really something big, but they've sold I don't know a few units um, in in the UK. I think two or three in Spain, so. Have they thought of using that as like a, a test test batch for yeah. like what the exactly. market would look like in React? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Without really having any focus on it yet, but just sending mm-hmm. a little bit oh, and exporting
1: a few units uh, to the UK. Okay. Okay. So okay. Yeah. That's important, I think. Yeah. So, go-to-market strategy and the European market—that's quite a broad topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've touched a little bit upon it, but but what are what are the initial thoughts about getting into the European market from from the Canadian side? Well, the
2: internal perspective of growing to Europe has always really been, as they originally are a wholesaler mm-hmm. and more a B two B company. It's really been that they want to enter here on on both kind of sides. They want to have the direct consumer business, which, for, from them, from 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 their perspective, is mostly online. So speaking of e-commerce, and they also would like to kind of get in contact and get in touch with uh, with bigger European retailers, um, maybe also wholesalers, maybe uh, having a strategic alliance here where they say, okay, they, it, there must be some kind of strategic fit. They maybe shouldn't be in our industry directly, um, but maybe having license, licenses from, from Disney or Warner Brothers already, so we can just kind of yeah, work together with them, produce together with them, and kind of have this yes start this project together with but apart from that um they are really undecided on, on the market entry strategy okay. Okay. okay
0: and you're talking about a couple of markets that they were that they were initially kind of step phase one would be
2: which markets so initially or what we've heard from the interviews with the company or within the company it's really only been the idea of first going to the UK okay just because there's a language barrier, um, what they see from the product, it's that it's very much aligned with what they're selling in, in, in Canada, um, and that the companies there are kind of facing the same problems as they are. So they say that kind of the market outlook and the forecast, everything that they see in Canada really is a replica of what they can also see in the UK. And this is really why they, they've said, okay, the UK is kind of their, their main market, also from a human resource perspective if everybody speaks english in your company it's obviously the first thought that you have is entering the uk right yeah. um, the other thing is for them would be entering uh, the german uh, market just because it's it has a lot of volume and it's it's, it's just much bigger than a lot of other uh, markets within the eu mm-hmm. especially uh, for apparel um, we've had a look at we had a little uh, market analysis uh, prior to launching this this project um UK is bigger than, than than Germany still for apparel goods, um, but then second is I think with sixty five billion is, is Germany, and then I think all the other markets are below forty billion. So it's really those two are really much ahead than the other markets, and that's why they had
1: a look specifically at those two. Right? Yeah. yeah. Have, have you had a look into the, the the specific sales channels? Like where where does the where does the fifty fifty six billion come from? Is it is it online online sales or uh, in Germany specifically, because I mean my experience is it might be a little old-fashioned, yeah. but, but that Germans are Sorry if I if I step on any anyone's toes, but, but Germans tend to be a little bit lacking behind on the yeah. digital scene you know, uh, and, and buying online and, uh, and all that. So what, what have, have you had a look into the numbers on, on sales channel? I know
2: that the majority
1: of, uh, of sales is definitely brick and mortar, um, especially,
2: I think there's a few companies that make the majority of this market anyways, which is Zara, H&M, like obviously the big ones. Um, the online sales are most are growing the most, though, so it's, it's really something, I mean, I think everybody here has heard of Zalando, uh, which is a huge German um, online retailer in, in, in the area of, uh, of fashion. Um, I think initially people always wanted to try this first and then say, okay, do I like it or don't I like it? And that's why it's really brick and mortar business. Um, But e-commerce is growing at a fast rate and uh, it's the same for for UK.
1: Um,
2: The original like department stores, or retail chains that sell different kind of brands. This is something that, as it is also in North America, is kind of slowly dying out. So it's it's really something that, uh, I mean, we've all heard that at Target, JCPenney, those companies, Kohl's. I think is, is uh, I think J C is, is bankrupt now. I don't know, but those those companies really face. Huge problems in, in this area, and it's the same for for Germany, for example, where we have Kaufland, I think, um, which is also facing real problems. Um, we have those smaller brands like Tommy Hilfiger. Like, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of issues that are going on in the apparel market right now. Right. So,
0: so this company probably position itself for the e-commerce rather than traditional brick and mortar would make more sense, right? Less
2: overhead. Yeah. Yeah. Idea would be actually doing both. Okay. Um, the the perfect way of entering is is actually having a good contact. It's it's such a thing as Kaufland in Germany. Um, I wouldn't. I don't have any idea really about the UK market. That's something that the company is more aware of than I am. Just because I'm German and I'm yeah, I've never really been able to see the UK market, um, and I don't really have any shopping experience there. So uh, that's more something that they know. Just because the company does a trip every year. Um, they fly over from Canada to UK and they go shopping just for different designs, for also the fabric, the different textiles. Uh, so they know the UK market in, in this regard much better. But the initial idea would be start with e-commerce, see what actually gets traction, what kind of product are people looking mm-hmm. for, and then approach, or maybe even at the same time, approach or get contacts in this area in, in the UK, maybe by hiring a salesperson that has prior uh, been, been working for another company in the area um, and has some expertise in this
1: or already has established contacts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. exactly. and I imagine the company, I mean, since they, they've been in business for more than 40 years, I guess they have the resources to actually take on this task. I mean, taking on multiple channels at yep. once in, it, it in in multiple in, markets it, yeah, yeah exactly in multiple yeah. markets i mean yeah. for most companies at least small and medium-sized companies that would be yeah the 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 the, the, the safest way to to failure yeah. probably yeah, yeah. Um, or extension but uh but uh but i mean i guess i guess the research the resources are there to uh, to do it this way or, yeah.
2: we talked with uh, both the ceo and cmo and both said that they're For the regards of this project they they are not really having any constraints when it comes to human resources when it comes to financial resources or when it comes to products so they say they really want to do this correctly and in order to do it correctly they know that there is financial involvement but also human resource involvement and most probably also hiring people in the uk
1: involved with this project yeah yeah because it's interesting i mean it's it's I think it's I mean if if, you, if you've done market research and it uh, and the research tells you well go to go to the UK go to Germany uh that's that's obviously fair enough uh but I mean when 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 testing new waters I would I mean I would always say well I mean if these are your key markets like your, your we need to make these markets yeah. a success then maybe test the waters somewhere else um like in in, in smaller markets where you can actually it's It's okay to make a couple of mistakes. Yeah, uh, I yeah. mean, uh, you can learn from that and then you can make sure that you're doing everything right once you once you target Germany or UK or the large countries in southern Europe. Uh, but I mean again, it's to me that's that's, that's a matter of resources, right? I mean yeah. if, if, if you have the money, if you have the people to invest in this project, to make sure you do it right the first time, Fair enough, uh, yeah. but but still, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't want tarn- brand- to brand tarnish your tar- tarnish
0: your brand name when failing, or, or not necessarily yes. not failing as bad but you know, not succeeding as well yeah. as you'd like in the, in the exactly. market. Exactly. And, which is interesting though, too, that the UK seems to be a springboard for both companies going from the EU to the states or North America, right, and from the states of North America coming to the EU, right. So you know, setting Brexit aside, right, because that's the whole whole bag words, but if that doesn't end up messing trade relationships between the EU. Uh, then it might be a good idea to start there, right? And then see how the success is there and then expand from there, right? It's, I think it'd be difficult. I mean, at least in my mind taking on two whole new markets that aren't, I mean, they have some similarities but they aren't necessarily exactly the same because mm-hmm. you now you're now you're dividing your resources very thin that way, right? So they, I, if I were advising a company, I would probably say start with one, right? See how that goes and then go from there. They obviously pick whichever they prefer, right? Or whichever has the best numbers that back it up. Uh, or what Martin's saying, start with a smaller market, uh, not necessarily the two desired markets, but something where you have a little more wiggle room, uh, and that might also be a good idea to test or use what they're already doing, right? Use your online platform with their already established brand here or you know, in the UK and try to push that some more and see what gains success without necessarily going full-fledged with the Warner Brothers, Disney, uh, Universal products, because uh, then that would arguably get more traction because it's more popular already, right? So then they could kind of do some like underground research with their less established brands to kind of see what okay. what
2: gets good feedback. What would be your advice um, when you would be growing a, a company like this uh, to Europe? Would you start um, with the UK just because it is so much aligned with, with their Canadian market and then grow?
0: Because I think it's easier to advertise it's easier to have a demographic of what your clientele is yeah I, I think the UK seems to be like a very good position well for like a middle person for like I said EU yeah. to US or us to EU uh, yeah the the consumers are similar to the that of North America yeah. similar language right similar buying habits uh, I think that in my mind but then obviously like I guess the whole brexit thing I think we talked about it a little bit before yeah. that really could throw a wrinkle into their sales uh, but if they're looking just to sell in the UK, it shouldn't be that big of an issue, right? Yeah. Um, and not using that as like a, a, a launching port then to the rest of the EU. Um, yeah, I, that, I, I feel it's really inclined to just stay in the UK. So it's really a best practice of starting UK and then growing either- I think it depends on what you're trying to sell though. Yeah. I think it depends on what you're selling, right? So apparel, I think, is something that's similar across branding. But if you're selling like unique goods, like like spices, the UK is not going to buy a bunch of spices, mm, right? Mm, I mean, that's mm. got, selling the south of Europe, I think, a lot faster yeah, than it yeah, yeah, yeah. in the UK.
2: Right,
1: right. So I think it also depends on what you're what you're
2: actually marketing. Yeah,
1: right. And your thoughts, yeah, on the no, no. Than I do. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's 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 difficult wow. to actually. Say anything solid about about the UK and and whether or not you should try your luck in in in, in within the UK at the moment. Um, I mean, you could say, well, I mean, if if they if they get kicked out of the EU, uh, then I mean, then 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 you're not really sure you can use it as a best practice because then you might have a completely different setup for the UK compared to the rest of the EU. Um, so so I think that um you could you could definitely you could definitely argue going for the uk to begin with but you yeah, might also find yourself in a situation where the 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 learnings you've done from that market is is, is difficult to actually translate or or, or or replicate into into the to the eu market um but i mean it makes sense and it makes sense for north american companies to do so uh, like you said the cultural barriers probably that smaller and the langu- language barriers Non existent basically, so 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 definitely it, it, it makes sense. Um, I'm not too much into the apparel industry, so I'm not sure if if if, um, if if uh the British people they they buy a lot of that. I mean, I guess they do, um, yeah. but I don't know if they from a, a consumption point of view if they spend a larger part of their um. Available income on April, or I mean, compared to other EU countries, I don't know what the statistics say, but I'm sure they're there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you, you, yeah. You also, you also mentioned uh, before we 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 started the pod that that there might be some 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 seasonal uh, issues or. or Potentials, basically, um, with going from yeah. from Scandinavia, for instance, to the southern part of Europe. Um, so, so I mean, I guess it's also a matter of of, of finding maybe maybe finding the right timing. I mean, I guess it's a lot about timing yeah. because you're dealing yeah. with fashion and you're dealing with seasonal products like uh, uh, Yeah, ex- I mean, I mean, it, it, it's you sell different. Night, uh, night, night, nightwear night, night for 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 people living in really cold countries, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah. So so, I mean, there might be there might there might be different ways of of approaching the initial market. Of I mean, it it, it could be Scandinavia as well. I mean, a lot of a lot of companies, especially within within fashion, uh, would would turn to some of the Scandinavian markets because we're very I mean we're very open to new products. Uh, very much. I mean, I Scandinavian kids are very much into uh, Disney and uh, and so on. Um, so and 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 again, we're talking markets where the entry barrier is still fairly low. We're talking smaller markets. So I mean, and and I and I think I think within the Scandinavian markets, you are actually allowed to make mistakes. It's like, well. It, 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 you don't you don't burn any you don't really burn any bridges by by maybe targeting the right or the wrong audience yep. from the beginning or choosing the wrong uh, marketing channel or sales channel. Uh, you, you'll be able to bounce back. Uh, and again, we're talking smaller markets. So I mean
0: yeah i mean i it, i think it's
1: it's it, there there are there are different there are d- definitely different approaches to this and and i i mean you guys have been doing some 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 some, some research uh, and i think that that uh uh the the uh the choice that that uh that the canadian company is eventually going to make should be based on yeah deep market research yeah, yeah. Um, and and of course combined with uh, I mean cultural issues or language issues or yeah. whatever um,
2: Which I think yeah. wouldn't be
1: that much of a problem in Scandinavia either, just because definitely, everybody. Definitely. Just everyone has to, to speak English, right? Because no one speak, and, speaks. And, and, and it gets cold, and it yeah. gets <laughs> cold. So and cold. Cold. <laughs> you can sell the full. <laughs> yeah, you can sell uh, full yeah, uh, line. Full or line. line. Yeah. Yeah. You guys said you had some other questions.
2: I just want to make sure we have time to get to them. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. uh, actually have one question that is that has to do with this. So one of the ideas for, from them was to piggyback on Amazon and to use this kind of as a preliminary entry strategy. Yeah. So, um, so as to say that they would they use the traffic that Amazon already has, use their marketplace, and then market their product there in order to get like first direct consumer um, yeah reviews, a touch on what they actually want and what they feel about their product, which would be a problem, I guess, for Scandinavia just because Scandinavia doesn't really have any Amazon activities, right? So Germany is the closest one, I think. Yeah, it's it's UK, uh, and then then it's. Then it's Germany. It's I think the second biggest yeah. uh, marketplace for them in, in Europe. And yeah. then they have France, Italy, Spain, and Portugal. I think yeah. those are all the Amazons that they have in Europe. So piggybacking on this and using their direct consumer platform would be quite difficult for them then to to use for for Scandinavia and for smaller countries. So it's really they they would always have to enter a market with this strategy that would tell them, okay, we have to make it right from the first beginning on because there's nothing that we can really mix up or mess up. Do you have any any experience with, with entering the market via a platform like Amazon? Yes. Sure yeah
0: go ahead Carly, <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, d- directly no uh so so i can i can kind of just go off my gut feeling though right so so no i haven't advised any companies on how to e- enter through amazon my concern though with a, with a company like amazon who is, does such a good job at lowering their price because of volume sales right you're going to have the issue of now uh, customers are going to expect that the products should be sold at this price rather than when you actually get in somewhere else and you need to start raising prices, then they're going to go back to, why don't I just buy this on Amazon, yeah. right? So you're you're maybe diminishing your brand before you actually enter the market the way you want to. Uh, that would be my one concern. I think uh, it would help you obviously get notoriety and popularity in a region because you're now selling something new to a newer audience. Uh, I think that's good for like building traction, Uh, but I still would be worried about uh, price differentials and then obviously like the convenience of well, why don't I just buy it for cheaper from somewhere else and not have to pay the shipping charges and everything like you're saying, why use that as the only conduit to get into Europe Uh, because it's not necessarily uh, scalable
2: to the rest of unless you're going through that channel. Uh, Yeah, that's problematic. Yeah. So your advice would maybe be actually starting then to hire a sales rep, for example, first, and then kind of try to talk with people that already have this knowledge. Yeah, test the market that in the way. Market. So, yeah. yeah,
0: probably. Yeah, especially if... So, yeah. Uh, if you were doing... If you're, if you're starting in the UK, maybe Amazon may be a good idea, uh, but then I still would fall back on my original thought of you're going to get it cheaper on Amazon, so why would I buy it somewhere else? Um, so...
1: I think that's hard. Yeah, that's 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 a that is a difficult question. I think I think you definitely need to need to look at the the potential of of or the risk of, of uh, sales channel conflicts. You know, uh, because if you want to go both the old fashioned way, uh, the, the, the brick brick and mortar, um, but you also want to go uh, e commerce. Uh, um, I think it's it's uh, I think it's it's probably more difficult to do to do both of them from the beginning uh, than rather being a company that has relied on brick and mortar and then moving into e-commerce yeah. um, because I think you'll have to really balance. I mean, where do you sell it online? And and I mean, how, what does again what does the expected price level of uh, for instance the amazon platform what does that do to the retail uh, channel uh, brick and mortar um, i mean there are definitely d- different cost structures and so on so you would you would have to sell it probably at a higher price in a in a physical uh, shop right yeah, yeah, definitely. um so so how do you how, how do you balance that and how do you uh differentiate prices across different markets um, when you when you want to do both the brick and mortar and uh and, and the and the online sales yeah. uh, i think there is a there's a pretty big risk of 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 having some kind of uh channel conflict yeah kind of uh, price and erosion from the beginning yeah. on. exactly uh and and so unless uh, you're going to sell
0: different brand, different lines to different like so different channels right so if you were to sell like your mass-produced easy like Quick sale stuff through Amazon, and you're going to do more like boutique, high end stuff mm-hmm. in your uh, brick and mortar. Then you can find a way to differentiate. Yeah. You wouldn't have this, yeah. and then you have you know justification for charging more for a different right. thing that's found right. in brick and mortar. But then you're having an issue of, well, why can't I buy this here, and I can only buy this here, right? Then you have exactly. then you have your consumer getting kind of you know teed off to, well, I want to buy it wherever I want to buy it, right? So I mean, yeah, it's, I think it depends on the strategy of what the com- how the company and who they're exactly. selling to, right? So that's something we never really talked about, right? Like. What's, what's their, who's their market that they're selling to, right? Like, they're selling to younger people, older people, more affluent, you it's, know, is it middle of the road? Like what's their... It
2: depends on their brands. So they're they're having in total, I think seven seven or eight brands, um, some of which are their own brands. Um, one of them is called Jellyfish Kids, which is for kids, um, girls and boys in between, let's say, four to 14, maybe 16, uh, depending on, on the product. Um, but they're also having a, a brand like Fox and Badger which is kind of an outdoorsy sleepwear um so it's kind of a it's it's kind of a mix kind of bring the outset in um product and and, and brand uh, which is for for men um they have Sleep Riot, which is for uh, for yeah in between like teens and young mothers like mm-hmm. probably a target audience from 16 to 30 I would say so
1: it's it really depends on the brand yeah Okay. Yeah, so it sounds like I mean it sounds like they have different different possibilities of, of of positioning themselves within different segments like saying okay, we have an outdoorsy segment so we can definitely I mean target some very specific sales channels for that line uh and we have some targeting adults uh, maybe i mean i don't know if, if it would be possible since they are already existing in, in 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 north america it's probably it's probably difficult to say well uh we're selling at this price in north america but in europe we want to be like a high-end fashion product yeah uh because i mean it's it's not that uncommon for 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 europeans to shop in the us anyway so uh you don't you don't you you probably can't do a a that that big a differentiation on 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 price anyway um but yeah definitely i think there would be it would it would make sense to to look into how can we divide the full portfolio of, of, uh, of clothing and say well these could be targeted towards more more specialized shops or, or online channels uh, and, and some are maybe more uh, what do you say um, um, supermarket material like the, the basic underwear uh, for kids maybe uh, which is usually sold in, in supermarkets anyway um, so yeah uh, looking into that and trying to divide it into 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 separate uh, product groups yeah. or yeah, categories, I think that would be a good idea. So
0: we're coming to the end. Do you guys have any last uh, last good one to end on?
2: Yeah. yeah. You want to go ahead? Um, yeah, sure. Um, it's more of a general question um, regarding market entries and more on what you would advise as a first step or the first steps and preliminary. Preliminary objectives when you want to enter a new market, and what that would be as like a general recommendation.
1: Um, well, I think we've touched a little bit upon that. I mean, again, this is from a this is from a S from an SME perspective, basically. Um, but but I mean, f- figure out figure out f- find a market that's I mean that's definitely you've done some research and you and you know that the target audience that you're that you're that you're looking for is there uh but also where you have room to to test the waters and and maybe make make some initial mistakes uh, and learn from that um i know that you you'll always have these like germany and uh and france and the big european markets if you're going to europe uh where you can see potential revenue of, of billions right um but i mean. In order to get into those markets and have that type kind of success, you need to you need to basically get it right the first time. So in those markets, you probably won't have the same room for error. Mm. Uh, so 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 find the right markets to test, um, small scale, and then and then build it from there. Uh, and of course, look into look into cultural, language barriers, uh, any kind of barriers to, towards your product. Uh, if you're from the U.S., you'll be facing some, some uh, maybe some 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 taxes uh, within individual countries and, and so on. So, make sure you've got the basics down. Uh, and I think make sure you're close enough to manage the, what's going on too, if any fires
0: happen, right? So, if you're on the West Coast, having something in you know, Eastern Europe is probably... More difficult because of the time change, right? Hard to get there. You have to fly there. So something that's actually manageable, too. I think to be able to control it. That's also very important.
1: But, cool. Okay, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys for, yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. Very interesting. And uh, good luck with, uh, with the project Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the episode, everyone. We hope you found the information useful for you and your company. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Twitter at travelingesq or Martin at MD Martin. Remember to subscribe to the Consulting Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and stay tuned for upcoming episodes.